Hey, thanks for signing up for the Public Chaos Podcast. Here to speak myself, Lee and Reed. Hi. I believe it is episode 103. Oh my god. March the 17th, 2022. And we took a proper, do you believe this, two weeks off. The yeah. last episode we did was March 2nd. Right, it was, on, it was on my holidays, that's right. Yeah, so you took your holidays, I took my holidays, and now here we are on Thursday of that following week on the other side of Elden Ring, well at least for you, yeah. the other side of Elden Ring. Nick is not here. I'm so far on the other uh, side that I'm playing other games now. Chaos got <laughs> Nick. Uh, Nick Nick does not want any Elden Ring spoilers, even though he seemed pretty okay with whatever we were talking about last week. So and he's I, not here. And I said I wouldn't mention anything about bosses. He, he, he'll be back when we when we all kind of... Yeah, we, exactly. I think there's a way that, because we're all in it now, and we've kind of seen a, a big swath of the game... Uh, that we'll be able to talk about just like the different areas and like, right. did you see this? Right. Uh, without having to dig into it. Right? Yes, exactly. Because yeah. I was thinking, like, why is there talk about Elden Ring? Like, there's not story beats to go over not or like or character development. Yeah. It's like, did you find this? Yeah. And it's like, yeah. Did it's you a, find yeah, this? It's yeah. a lot of did you fight that or did you find this? Not that there's anything wrong with that, but it doesn't no. make for a long form discussion game. It's for chaos. It's, yeah. It's not like <laughs> it's not like Red Dead Redemption Two where you can pick apart each chapter and sure. be like this was strong and this was bad. Yeah. When did it go wrong? Uh, so we're going to drop Elden Ring to the back of this podcast like a typical feature game would be. Uh, but I'm sure Elden Ring is going to come up throughout this. You, Reed, you did finish the game. Yes, I beat it Rolled this, I beat it this credits. Sunday after our the last podcast, which was two weeks ago. The, Lord, the Elden Lord's Day. Yeah, so uh, I clocked that in around to beat the main stories about 85 hours. I've... I've Seen very consistently, people are completing the game at around eighty-five hours. Yeah, if yeah. I if you want to do basic, like essentially, every, when basic I say everything, I mean most things because obviously you're not going to be able to get all four slash five. I'm not sure how many endings there are. Sure, you won't be able to get every single goddamn spell or complete every quest line. But to do the majority of things will be a sure. hundred hours, and that's what I finished at. So you beat all the shard bearers. I beat all the shard bearers, all the demigods. As far as I'm aware, I've beat all the main bosses. Like there might be a dungeon or like those shitty catacombs sure. where you fucking two shot. So did you boss. read the patch notes from today? Today no. was the big first Elden Ring patch, and it's more than just nerfs. They added a ton of shit to the game. I heard uh, they added markers on the map. For they, NPCs. they added markers and they added literal NPCs. They added more characters to the game. Oh. So if you're gonna go replay it. There's a, I don't know if that was the intent, like, hey, we'll wait two weeks, and then the hardcores, when they're starting their new game plus, or they're starting a new character, will add this shit, and they'll have basically, well, it's like Breath of the Wild added the, the map function. It would be perfect timing if that was the yeah. case, but I know the only thing I heard about the patch was some of the nerfs, but Mimic is still super OP. Um, um, yeah, so the, the yeah the mimic tier. But Ash, uh, besides um, that, the only thing I heard was that they marked NPCs on the map for players. You'll now be able to record an icon and the name of any NPC you meet on the map as soon as you encounter them, which should keep track of your adventure. The new NPC called Jarbar. And again, if you don't want spoilers, we'll oh, don't there. go for it. Uh, there's for a, it. there's a ton of new quest lines for characters. Um, and of course, the quest lines in Elden Ring are are relative. I don't believe they put in an, a full blown quest log. No, no, no. Uh, but they did they did mark NPCs. So if you like go, you know, because the thing will be, you'll run into an NPC and they'll give you the start of a quest. Hey, go to this castle. Hey, go to this. And then you're going to play the game for 20 hours and then end up at that place. Yeah, it, the, like, yeah. they obviously have the intent of using that marker system that was already in the base vanilla game. Yes. But, um,. Not a lot, of, like like for me, for instance, I at the beginning of the game I wasn't fully aware of that system, so I didn't sure. mark NPCs. I was just like, oh, I'll make a mental note, yeah. but I quickly forgot. <laughs> well, well, exactly, because yeah. it's so so vast. Yeah. So like on the week, <laughs> so, so anyway, but like we'll get into Elden yeah. Ring more later. But 
Um, yeah, I did beat the game. I do have the whole thing, basically. Did I, the, the whole thing? Yeah. Basically, the, mostly the whole thing is on my YouTube. I did play the game off stream, of course, but there wasn't a ton of it. When you were uh, uh, cheating to get ruins and stuff like that? No, <laughs> cheating is relative. Yeah, I was, no, I was grinding, I was grinding the old-fashioned way in Elden Ring, all right? You were, like, riding around hitting no. ninjas in the grass? No, I went what? to one of the end game areas. I just put down a summon sign and got summoned by people and cleared the areas with them. Sure. Like, old-school fashion. Anyway... Whole things on my YouTube. If you want to check that out, I do have a bunch of post-game videos too of when I'm done the actual main story. I do have uh, highlighted clips of certain things, such as me for ten minutes during the credits talking about my overall feelings and experience during the game. Sure. Going into very specifics with, with bosses and stuff like that. Um, and then I have another clip of one of the secret endings that I got, which is doing all right. It's at 500 views. Oh wow! 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 Yeah. Yeah. So tons of bug fixes, balance changes, and uh, new NPCs and quest lines added uh, on top of they made things like smithing stones drop more easily. That's uh, almost unneeded because you can just fucking buy all of them except for the sure. except for the max. But earlier upgrade. in the game, so the thing with the last thing we'll say about it before we get to it in the, in the episode description, it'll say Elden Ring and then everything else and then more Elden Ring. Yeah. Uh, with the smithing stones, is that you, you're given so many weapons and. You, yeah, it's fun to like go to an earlier area and just like, what does the whip do? Is the whip viable for how I play this game? Uh, but if you're already using something that's super uber that's been powered up a bunch, uh, to to then you know to have those materials earlier on in the game, I think is better for people to find their playstyle rather yeah, than sure. they find the one weapon that fits them and they level it up and they stick with it until they find a weapon that's slightly better and then they level that. Yeah, up. like uh, it's something I'm I'm gonna probably explore all these changes uh, on the weekend. I'm gonna start a second playthrough for my stream. I think mm -hmm. this time using faith. Cracked pot items have been buffed. Oh, I never used anything except for flasks. And, <laughs> Shields. And the several flask. sorceries have also been buffed. Oh, that's what sorceries needed. They yeah, needed they a needed, buff. They needed more They needed power. to get stronger. Yeah. We, <laughs> that laser now, need, now needs to be two lasers. Yeah, that laser that melted that boss in ten seconds, yeah. we needed to get it down to seven. <laughs> yeah. Uh, seven to be fair, seconds though, late. that one boss does melt you with the laser if you're not ready for it. So it, it does go both ways. Anyway. Seven seconds Have you played late. anything other than Elden Ring? Yes. For fuck's sake. Okay. <laughs> yes, I have. Um... So besides, yeah, besides Elden Ring, um, I tried playing some other games on my stream, but nothing fell through. Uh, but lately I've been, like, watching... I, I, I don't know what the fuck triggered it, but, like, I was thinking about Mortal Kombat. Uh, sure. Like, I, I, I'm trying... There's a time in every uh, man's life when they get into World War II, and then there's a time after that when they, they rediscover Mortal Kombat. Yeah, like, no, Wait, is this I, played, I played Mortal Kombat X back in the day a little sure. bit. Uh, Cassie Cage was my main. Sure. Um, but yeah, I forget what the hell I was doing. I think I was just, like, it might have just been, like, a random video, but I was like, I'll check that shit Did out. Did you play through all the story modes in, like, 9, 10, and 11? I So I've seen playthroughs of 9 a ton of times, yeah. but I specifically watched recently the Super Best Friends play. Sure. Shout out. They're, they're no longer the Super Best Friends. Well, they no broke up? Friends. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it happens to the best of them, yeah, right? No, but uh, they're, like, the best fucking youtubers ever i swear as far as video game shit wow. is concerned they're the best um so i watched their play through mortal kombat 9 all that fucking nonsense yes. uh then i watched uh their playthrough of mortal kombat x even though i did play the story mode of that myself but it's sure. been years yeah so i didn't really remember it turns out not really fucking happened anyway no besides, they're great though the, yeah. the way they're presented like no they're other perfect. fighting game story mode yeah comes close. Yeah, yeah. yeah so uh yeah i was like man i really want to play mortal kombat 11 it's the newest one yes um <laughs> it's, it's four years old but it's the newest one it's yeah. three years old okay sorry 2019 yeah. um 
So I was like, yeah, I really want to play Mortal Kombat 11 because I haven't played a fighting sure. game in a while. It's cheap online all the time. No, right? like, so I was looked at it on Steam. It was like 70 bucks. I was wow. like, fuck that. Yeah. Uh, and, well, all the DLC and stuff too, right? Like, they yeah, made, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But little do I, uh, so I'm like. Little do I know. <laughs> little do I know. But I'm like, dude, I'll fucking check out Game Pass. Like, I canceled sure. my subscription. And to renew it, it was only a dollar for the first month again. I'm like, wow. why do I just keep canceling it and then renewing it for a dollar? Uh, well, they're not always going to offer you the dollar. Okay, but, but anyway, so, yeah. <laughs> they so, eventually get you. So for, yeah, so for a dollar, I was able to renew my Game Pass. Sure. And fuck yeah, I downloaded 150 gigabytes. Oh my god, PC download sizes, like, they don't compress anything, do they? Because, like, that's fucking ridiculous it's at least half that on console it must be because 150 gigs is but a lot of people it's like red dead i heard that's like <laughs> somewhat the standard online because of all the extra characters they put in like it's so yeah, much maybe. memory yeah. for a single character um but yeah so i downloaded that i've been playing a little bit i'm saving the story mode for my stream sure uh cause, like i want to i want to experience that yeah but i've been fucking around with that a little bit Wait, so 10 had the combat kids we'll call them the, the Cassie Cage and the, the children of the Mortal Kombat. Sure, characters. yeah. And then Eleven still has them? It has... No, it got rid of the boys. So it got rid of Takeda <laughs> and uh, sure. Kung Ji, I think his name okay. was. Yeah. Um, so, but they still retained uh, Cassie Cage and Jackie Briggs. Okay. Who, if you were going to ask me who you should retain, I was probably going to say yeah. Cassie Cage and Jackie Briggs. It's not that Takeda and uh, Kung Ji weren't interesting, but we, like, the roster's already saturated with... Yeah like kung fu man the beauty of cassie cage is she is the daughter of two mortal kombat well, right and she has the yeah. best parts of both of them right. she has the militant aspect of sonya but she has much more personality than sonya because of the johnny aspect sure um whereas jackie you just once again you need more characters of variety she brings another militant female aspect to it um she can eventually fade out Sonya, in my opinion. And sure. she can, like, overtake that role, essentially. Depending on what they... I mean, it's been three games. It's time for a reboot, Ed Boon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, but that... Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the so. fucking joke online, is that they're they're starting to make the new Mortal Kombat game, I I think. Yeah. And the guy that's coming in to write it... It, oh, it has to be made since that one came yeah, out. Yeah, the guy that's yeah. coming in to write it has is the guy that's written every single, like, oh, we're rebooting the franchise. Yeah. It all goes back in time. Now, now to be fair, they canonized the reboots. Uh, so, so this is a good segue, because I just watched the fucking Spider-Man movie. I just watched No Way Home. Yeah. And listen, the, the beginning of that movie, to justify the ends of that movie, so by the time you get to the end of the movie and you see where they were trying to go with it, you accept it. But the first hour of that movie, between what Peter is doing and what Doctor Strange is doing, you're like, the heroes of this movie are fucking, fucking stupid. Idiots. Yes. <laughs> uh, the fight between Doctor Strange and Spider-Man should have never happened. Uh, they this, this should have very easily been Doctor Strange gives Peter a thing and says, this is what the thing will do. And Peter, on his own, fucks it up. Doctor Strange fucks off to go fix the multiverse, and then his second movie takes place. Yeah. Off-screen. And then he gives basically the uh, the sanctorum to Peter and his lackeys to try to fix things because he's busy with something else. Uh, again, where are the Avengers? Where are all these other characters? Uh, that's okay. We got all these Spider Men. And then by the time they they justify it, by the time Green got when Peter's spider sense goes off and he's standing in the room with everybody. Spoilers uh, for No Way Home. When he's trying to fix them, right? Yeah. He fixes Doc Ock, and you're like, oh, Doctor Octopus has got like a change of heart here. Like maybe. That, like, justifies what's happening here. And then his spider sense goes off, and he's like, who is it? Who is it? And then Green Goblin turns. is the best moment in any Spider-Man movie. Because it's Willem Dafoe. And he they, he breaks his helmet, 
and he's just Willem Dafoe. Uh, they don't put a bucket on his head. Oh, and it's perfect because Willem Dafoe already looks like a fucking goblin, yeah. right? Like, uh, all you need to do is what they did and put a hood so over He's so dangerous him. and scary uh, when they have that fight in the condo and he, like, spine busters him through four floors and shit like that. I'm like, okay, Spider-Man. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then it, it all, by the end of it, you're like, this was excellent. It was an unofficial but, Sinister Six. But boy, God, is it rough. Up in, I was laughing because I'm like, uh, oh, Sandman, like, they don't even have to show him. He just lends his voice and they just do CGI Sandman. But then sure enough, yeah. uh, Thomas Hayden Church is there at the end. Risa Fons, you see a close-up of his face uh, for a second after he transforms out of, of Lizard. And I thought, uh, the, the, I thought it got where it needed to go. Uh, yeah, like people saying like this is the greatest movie. They could have like, killed. Fucked. They could have killed Tobey Maguire. They could have killed him for real. <laughs> no, but there's no there's no reason not to have. Like, yeah, like I still think like Homecoming's a better movie overall. Maybe as a standalone. Yeah, sure. uh, but as like a if you're just like if you don't give a fuck, sure. Well, because the the stupidness begins in the 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 Mysterio plot where Tony Stark has left a drone army to a high school child. And Mysterio cons him into handing over the keys, right? Like, Mysterio is the man. Uh, yeah, and, and also, yeah. I fucking hated the ending. I fucking hated it. In the second movie? Uh, no, in No Way oh, Home. Oh, in No Way Home, yeah. Like, spoiler, if you don't want to know the ending, but well, like... it's too late for that. I've said like, everything. Everybody has to forget Peter, including Mary right. Jane and Ned, and like, his aunt. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like we're fucking skipping some logic here. Well, his aunt's dead by the, that point right right yeah, right, right. Yeah. but like which was like the better scene in the movie when green goblin yeah just but like, i don't you suck <laughs> yeah I, I i hate fucking plot lines like this where like the only tension that is created here is simply because these people like lack the knowledge of x movies i'm like it's always fucking lazy writing to me as opposed to why don't you make peter do something that mary jane actually doesn't like and then we have actual tension between oh, those two well, people. Yeah, but like, so what you're also trying to do here is you're trying to retcon Tom Hall and Spider-Man because you, this is what happened in the comics. This is exactly what happened in the comics. Peter unmasks in Civil War and Spider-Man comics go to complete shit because now everybody knows who Spider-Man is and they realize, oh, it's hard to write around that when he, like, when people know who he is. And the movie basically shows that. It's just like, how do you even... How do you even do this? Uh, so they are basically on a collision course to retcon it. And now you have lowly college student Tom Holland, Spider-Man, living on his own in an apartment. You can bring in Black Cat. You can bring in the black suit, Spider-Man. And uh, you can start over. Yeah, yeah. fair. They've cast a, a lady. And I'm like, they're not doing right. Gwen Stacy again. I, I guess the real frustration... Man, this is like the Spider-Man podcast. Now, yeah. but, but I guess the real frustration for me always comes from I don't want to do the romance again. Oh, well, it won't be with Mary Jane. That's done. No, but yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure that it's going to be with well, Mary MJ, Jane again. Sorry, yeah. she's not, sorry no, MJ. They, so they've cast an actress. And if you look at her, you're like, oh, it's Felicia Harding. It's, it's Black Cat's next. Like, that's... He's, right. he's going to be a bachelor college right, but student. I'm saying after the yeah. next movie. like No, she's done. That's, yeah, it, you no, don't need to No, no, no. I'm saying Spider-Man yeah. 5. They are going to go back to it. And, like, because Peter's going to be like, no, Mary... Spider-Man go home? No, yes. <laughs> Spider-Man's going to be like, no, Mary Jane is my only love. And then they're going to have to do the whole plot line where Peter has to, like, do the, hey, do you like that thing that I remember that you like from that movie, but you don't know that I like it's, that I know it? So, like, the comics did that, too, is that Spider-Man had to give up his marriage to Mary Jane, and then they end up back together again, right, and that's a whole I, thing. I hate that because I hate doing the same character development yeah, again. I, I don't see that happening. I, I, I do. I'm going to be honest with I you. I do. I also don't want to see them do Gwen also, Stacy again. Also, so. our fucking boy, Tom Hardy Venom, yes. got shafted. I thought, like... <laughs> 
I okay in my head in my head I had this scene. Where, okay, I have questions because I haven't seen Venom two, but we are going to review it. Yeah, for, but for let me April finish Fool's first. Day. So. Yeah. I, in my head, I had this scene where Peter is backed up into a corner by, like, two of the villains, right? Like, maybe Green Goblin and, and like, Shazam. Yeah, and then yeah. all of a sudden, one of them gets punched, and, and Tobey Maguire's like, Eddie? And then he's going to turn around and be like, not your Eddie, <laughs> or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Like, I got a parasite. <laughs> or something. Uh, yeah, I, and, I, and then, then it's a big throwdown. I, I turned to my wife, and I said, I hope Topher Grace shows up in this, and they dust him. Like, I I, I don't even want to see him as Venom, but Topher Grace should be in this movie. As and then Tom Hardy eats him. And then Tom Hardy eats him. And then his Venom becomes... Yeah. And then his Venom gets gets the fucking... The white spider on it. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. So... Yeah. Well, what's your question anyway? Why is he was there? Venom Eddie Brock in why was he pulled into the Okay, universe? so the logic and the logic <laughs> that they put behind scene. this yeah. that apparently they, this is like in an interview, but because Venom is a symbiote and is yes. part of the collective of the Clantar or whatever yes. it's called. Um even, following you. even across realities, they share. They, they know each other. Yeah, they share knowledge. Okay. The, so that's to say that the symbiote that Eddie Brock has maybe wasn't from that universe initially. Yeah, maybe that symbiote is the same symbiote that Topher Grace. No, had. The, the, I'll, no, I'll go along with that because that makes sense. No, I, I'll, but I'll, the way I'll, I interpret it is just no Venom, Tom Hardy, Venom. Yeah. Like his Venom is part of the collective, and they share knowledge even across realities. Yes. So even if his Venom is not part of the MCU, he still knows that in that universe, Peter Parker is yes. Spider-Man. Thus, he got teleported yeah. there. So he's just grilling a dude at a bar, basically, and he's catching up on the MCU. <laughs> and he's doing the Tom Hardy Venom thing, where he's <laughs> so like, stupid. where he's like, where he's like, all right, Tom, act like you're like half drunk. And yeah. like Tom's like no problem. Yeah, yeah, and like on like Quaaludes kind of. And he's like, apparently that's who he is. And he's uh, like, you want to come here and do this? <laughs> so good. Uh, so I haven't seen Venom two, but we're of course going to watch it and review it for April Fools. So that's a little spoiler uh, for what we're going to be doing. But I assume that that has no bearing on the Tom Hardy scene at the end of the Spider Man movie. Well, Other than Tom know? Hardy obviously survives. <laughs> no, yeah. At the end of Venom 2? Yeah. No, he literally just... He's fucked off to Mexico because he's like, oh, I don't want to hurt... Like, Venom 2 spoiler, yeah. okay? At the end of Venom 2, he's like, you know what? I should probably just fuck off by myself to Mexico so I don't make any more carnages. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then, Mex- Mexico is immune to creating new symptoms. Yeah, so yeah. he's just on the beach by himself. We all know this. He's just on the beach by himself <laughs> with a beer and then he gets teleported to a hotel room and he looks up in the TV and the TV's like, oh, Peter Parker, Spider-Man! Yeah. And that's it. Okay. Yeah, that's it. All right. Well, I'm gonna warn you right now. By the way, the Venom Two is not nearly as fun as Venom One. We'll have to make it fun. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it's like they kind of knew that Venom One was a goofy fucking movie, so the... they leaned into it. But it's like, no, no, you're not supposed to lean into it. Yeah, yeah. The fan service in the No Way Home movie is great. Uh, the and and Willem Dafoe steals the complete fucking movie. Also, Andrew Garfield is very good in it. Yeah. Let's be honest. Uh, they put they put way too much Electro. Uh, Electro is easily the. Have you seen Amazing Spider-Man Two? No. You almost need to because it's like Venom 1 levels of like Fox. villain justification. <laughs> uh, I did get one laugh out of Jamie Foxx though when he says, man, gotta watch out what you fall into or whatever the hell he says to Flint Marco there. And he's just like, I fell into a super collider. I fell into a vat of eels. <laughs> it's just like so fucking dumb. Anyway, uh, good movie. Check it out. But Or, or that fucking, fucking watch. that scene where it fixes his fucking teeth. Yeah. It's... Uh, <laughs> It, yeah, the electricity fixes his yeah, yeah. gap in his teeth. Yeah, that's oh, right. Fucking good. Uh, but there's there's a few good Easter eggs in it. Uh, Andrew Garfield saving 
MJ, uh, where he failed to save Gwen Stacy. Now, the problem with that is, is in Amazing Spider-Man 2, that scene is awful. But the way it's paid off here makes it worth it. Uh, yeah, and then uh, uh, Tobey Maguire saying, I had a best friend and he like died in my arms after trying to kill me was also a money line. Uh, and just and no James Franco in this movie. No Topher Grace, no James Franco. I would have, like, no, we should have got, like, like, they should have done that, you know, uh, deep fake, like, when they brought Leia back. Yeah. And, like, uh, fucking Harkin, whatever the fuck. They should have done that for Bonesaw. <laughs> <laughs> Bonesaw shows up, he knows who Spider-Man is. <laughs> what are you doing up there? <laughs> Bonesaw's ready. Yeah, just, like, uh, get random people from these movies that show the fuck that, up That you, yeah, like, the the girl in the apartment. Yeah, that, that, one, <laughs> that one girl is being interviewed. Yeah. <laughs> Yugoslavian girl. No, that one girl's being interviewed that's like, he's hot. Yeah, bring her in. Yeah, she knew. Yeah, yeah she knew all <laughs> she along. Knew. Um, interesting. Interesting implications of, of how that is supposed to make sense. But they, they wanted to retcon their Spider-Man, but they dug that hole for themselves. It's so interesting uh, that these kind of movies can exist now. With yeah, this but much like, this is like a comic book movie. Yeah, like, well, exactly. Yeah, we finally reached We've the point. There. Yeah, we yeah. finally got to the point where it's just bullshit now. So, like, at the very end of the movie, there's a trailer, basically, for the Doctor Strange movie. Yeah, and that was that's when I was like, I can't, I, I fucking hate the MCU now. Uh, I'm like, I watched this trailer on YouTube. Fuck this. Yeah, so they got Wanda involved, and X-Men are coming in in that movie. That'll be the reason to watch that movie. Are you sure? I'm... I'm it, like if I if I if we were if you said put twenty dollars on it I probably would because I was Patrick sure Stewart's in the trailer yeah, before I saw No Way Home yeah. I was like fucking sure that X Men were coming in and because everybody's hyping up it's, it's the craziest fucking MCU movie well, man I'm like I'm it like sets okay the table yeah I'm yeah. like okay X Men show up the Fantastic Four show up like we're gonna have like everything in this Spider Man movie well the the having Wanda there and having what they're doing with Doctor Strange and then having Patrick Stewart being a voice in the trailer that just came out the X Men are coming in and Oh, he's a voice in the trailer? Uh, yes. Oh, well. Okay, yeah. Yeah. We'll see how they do it. But, okay, but that's a bold move. Do you keep them the same cat? Because you can't get Hugh Jackman. He's done. You don't. You recast them. So that'll so be So then Patrick Stewart can't be... He, sure, he can be in the movie. He just doesn't need to continue to be in the movies. All right, recast... Tobey Maguire's okay. in the Spider-Man movie. I'm not Patrick, expecting Tobey Maguire yeah, to keep Patrick showing Patrick Stewart can be... Uh... Also, we're talking about how Tobey Maguire aged more than any other actor in this movie. <laughs> like, Willem Dafoe looks the same... Patrick Stewart. I thought uh, Defoe was de-aged, digitally de-aged. Was he? Yeah, I think so. Maybe. Um, uh, Alfred Molina looked great. No, uh, Patrick Stewart can be uh, like beasts or. <laughs> Wait, he's just gonna take over for beasts? Like we're just gonna recast <laughs> yeah. the same actors? Yeah, he can be. Uh, he can be Wolverine. Have we? I don't think we've gotten to that point yet. We'll get there though. Like Idris Elba will re. People have shown up in the MCU as different characters, right? Wait, Andy Serkis has to be three different characters in the MCU at this point. No, he's just the Claw <laughs> it's good, it's good. guy. He was great as Claw, though. They <laughs> should have They should have clipped Claw uh, around because he was a total fucking troll. Uh, like they got Hem- Heimdall as as Idris Elba, but eventually they're going to be like, oh, but we want him as something else. He now. can be Charles Xavier. Shave oh it. fuck! Shave his fucking yeah. <laughs> now we're talking. Yeah, shave his yeah. fucking head and make him uh, Professor Xavier. Move over, Black Nick Fury, Black Professor Xavier. No, seriously, yeah. it'd be, he'd be he'd be a good fucking. No, I'm saying good call. Uh, anyway, we need to get back to video games. But yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, the MCU has has crossed into comic books now, and that you need to have watched so much content to really appreciate all the little things they're doing. But I don't think they should stop doing that. I think keeping it rolling in that way and being like, you saw the Spider-Man movie, now maybe you'll go see the Doctor Strange movie is is their bread and butter, right? Sure. Pokemon. 
What a fucking bout, Pokemon. Pokemon. Uh, since we last spoke, they announced the new generation of Pokemon. Oh, right, right, right. Switch. Scarlet right? and Violet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. Not ninjas from Mortal Kombat, but in fact, <laughs> uh, the new games. So it looks like a hybrid between Arceus and a core Pokemon game. Uh, new new Pokemon. I'll probably Surprise. like. I'll probably enjoy this vastly more than Arceus. Uh, I'm hoping I enjoy it vastly more than Sword and Shield, and then the, uh, we get to play as little characters with little shorts. Uh, it looks like it's based on like Europe again, maybe a little more Spanish, maybe more Mediterranean. They should just uh, got like Prague. <laughs> I, 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 let's keep out of Eastern uh, Europe <laughs> at this point. Uh, but yeah, so that's coming. On top of that, they did a bunch of weird crossover stuff between Arceus and Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, two games that Reed may never finish. Uh, but if you have complete data on Arceus, uh, the game, if you have all the main missions completed in Arceus, you can now go back to Brilliant uh, Diamond Shining Pearl and get a quest there of the flute to go get Arceus. Dark Rise has been added similarly. Uh, if you have if you've beaten the game in Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, there's now a mystery gift you can get for Darkrai, but you have to finish the game. I also want to mention that there's a quest, a side quest in Arceus called the Sea Legend, and the answer to the riddle of the quest is to actually go to a library in the other game into Diamond and Pearl and find what the, the it's very bizarre. Um, like that's all fine, I guess. It but they had a Pokemon Direct, and they didn't mention any of this. They just were like, uh, "Shaman's coming into the game via mystery gift." We're not going to talk about Arceus or Darkrai or. I think it's cool that they're trying to recreate the events that these games had, which initially were just mystery gift events. I think that's neat, but I think it's weird that they're doing a crossover between two games. But if you're a Pokemon fan, chances are you've beaten them and you have both of them. So ultimately, who am I talking about? I, no, I haven't. I have both games, but I have not beaten them. No, but you, you have both of them is kind of the point. Yeah, now, now it might behoove you to go finish them. No, I'm not going to, probably. <laughs> Capcom announced a new game called Exo Primal. It's coming in 2023, and it looks like Anthem, but we're fighting dinosaurs. Sure. Uh, new IP, baby. Fuck uh, it. People were expecting it to be Dino Crisis. Maybe this is a spiritual successor to Dino Crisis. Which also went to space, if you remember correctly. Okay, they should fucking remaster the JoJo Fighter for PS One. You say the JoJo Fighter? Yeah. Did you, did you see they announced a new JoJo Fighter? Yes. Okay, but that's that's All Star. So you want two JoJo Fighters? No, but like the one the one on PS One or was it maybe Dreamcast? But it was like a two D like sure. Street Fighter style. Did you play that PS Three JoJo game? Because um, it was pretty good. It was fine. It was like Street Fighter Four. I don't remember a ton of it. Yeah, the the style and stuff was. Yeah, was but I'll probably cool. pick up the new one just because yeah. I'm a huge JoJo fan. So yeah, yeah. your JoJo is showing. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise is getting a massive expansion called Sunbreak that will hit in June. Monster Hunter Rise is now on Switch and Steam, and this expansion is going to come out at the same time on both. Sure. So that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, Starfield. They showed a little bit of Starfield. Oh really? Are you, are you staying media uh, blackout on Starfield? No, I'll usually watch Bethesda shit just because I don't. Like, I don't know. I don't have, like, the same kind of love and adoration I I do. didn't go out of my way to see it, but I read some of the transcript of it, and it sounds like a Bethesda game. Oh, yeah. Like it's... But the question was asked, if you're a good guy, can you side with the bad guys and not be a bad guy? And it's like, oh, yeah. It's like, okay, so you've done nothing. You've you've learned nothing. The, the, this will be a Bethesda game. Anyone yeah. who's thinking that this is going to be, like, the second coming of no, no, no. Oblivion... It's going to uh, be the same... St- it's it, Like, anybody who doesn't think this is going to be, like, Skyrim as far as just, like... You can be the destroyer of worlds, but also everybody can be like, fuck, you're the nicest guy. You're a hero if, Yeah, if you do, like, one thing. Yeah, it's yeah. going to have that It's gonna have that dissonance to it, of course. 
It's going to have very simplistic quests because it's a proven formula that works and we've seen in Skyrim. It's like the best-selling fucking game ever. Yep. Um, if it so, broke, don't fix it. Yeah, and that's, Elden Ring yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like, no. If I want to play a hardcore Morrowind-like game, I will go play Morrowind. But the reality is that game is not going to sell... 200 million fucking copies in 2022. It's just a reality of not accepting. It's not going to sell nearly that many copies because it's also going to be on Game Pass day one. So no one's... I'm not paying $80 Hopefully to play Starfield PC either. Game Pass as well. Uh, I think that will be the case because it'll be like a first-party Microsoft release. So I think it'll be on both. Well, Game Pass is the shit, so... Uh, for for this exact purpose, yeah. Like at some uh, point... Play, at Paradise some point, PlayStation with. has to fucking contend with this. Well, so supposedly there's something in the works, but the the scuttlebutt, the word on the street is that they they Sony spends so much on their first party titles that they cannot give them away in the same way Microsoft does. So like God of War Ragnarok cannot be a free day one game. Yeah, yeah, it but has it can be something that gets added 3 months down the line. Yeah. Um and that and I'm going to be honest with you, when you look at the quality of the Microsoft first-party stuff versus the Sony single-player narrative-based stuff, let's talk about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Halo Infinite is a game that I would have felt, felt ripped off. Even multiplayer, dude. Yeah. People are starting... Dude, you know the death of FPS is when you go to queue for a game and it says there's not enough players playing this wow. mode, go play another mode. And people have started to get it in Halo now. Yeah. All right? Well, that co-op... So, yeah, the co-op mode's not coming. Yeah. It was supposed to launch in May, which yeah. is two months from now. But yeah, but yeah, to your point, um, the Sony titles like are usually worth the money that you're putting into it. Like I've heard no one, I've heard nothing but good things about like Horizon uh, Forbidden West, for example. Mm-hmm. Like I would have no personal problem throwing down the money for that. I'm just not going to because yeah. I can play Mortal Kombat 11 for one dollar on my right. PC. <laughs> <laughs> you should put Aloy in Mortal yeah. Kombat. Uh, I'll talk more about Horizon another time. My my wife's been playing it. I've been watching. They try they try some things in that game. They try narratively because when you play like Zero Dawn or whatever, you're it's like okay, by the it's kind of bookended. You're like I get it. Uh, so they kind of expand on that, and they the threat they introduce is kind of like it's like oh of course uh, when you start playing it, but it's neat and the game looks fantastic. Uh, the map is huge, and you kind of span from like the Rocky Mountains into the west coast of the United States. Uh, including finding like destroyed cities and stuff like oh, that, interesting. Uh, which is really cool because obviously where they were living kind of secularly on the east coast, there it was much more jungly. It was much more like you can barely see evidence of the old world. Yeah. Now you're straight up standing in buildings from the old world because um, you're in deserty areas. Yeah. You're in, well, you're in Vegas, let's say. Dude, they should just fuck. How fucking funny would it have been if like you play like three hours of Forbidden West, you yeah. turn around the corner, you get shot in the head, <laughs> and Benny's like. Looks like a 24-carat run of bad luck. (laughs) Netflix's Resident Evil live-action series gets a teaser art and summer release date. I'm so sorry I haven't put up the compilation Resident Evil episode. I have all the music lined up. I have it all lined up. It's going up this weekend, people. Uh, Lance Reddick leads the Wesker family story. That's oh, it's going to be so fucking bad uh, and dumb. I wish I was Le <laughs> <laughs> It's going to uh, be so fucking bad and dumb. They, okay, like... Yes and no. They, they, they looked at the Resident Evil lore, Lee, and it's yes. not very strong. We've but, looked at the Resident yeah. Evil lore. <laughs> and as we've discussed on this podcast, even like the overarching plot is like such an afterthought to the individual game-by-game game plot. Right. They'll put one or two things in that connect each game loosely, yeah. maybe. Um, so they said for this series... Fuck it. I guess we don't like any of the game's individual stories. Yeah. So we'll make one about uh, Wesker Twins. 
Sure. Like, no? What? The the misunderstanding about what is good about Resident Evil by people who make the movies and shows about Resident Evil. So, like, the CGI Resident Evil ones fit in with the game canon and are basically just long cutscenes, let's say. Yeah. Uh, in every sense of the word, to the point where I fall asleep. Uh, the, the movies have always focused on the umbrella aspect of it, which, I'll be honest with you, like, Wesker is good for a laugh. Uh, he's got a, a funny voice and all that. Right. But, like, he's not interesting beyond just being yes. the bad guy the, of that one what, first game. Yeah, what makes Resident Evil interesting is the situations and not the characters per right. se. Like, As an anthology, if every Resident Evil movie was just like, the outbreak happens for the first time again, yeah. uh, it would be more interesting. Like, the, what, what would be the easiest, simplest thing to do was, I'm going to take Resident Evil 2, I'm going to say the zombie outbreak happened because it, it did happen because of Resident Evil 2, but I'm not going to mention <laughs> anything about Resident Evil 1 because there's no need to. It just confuses things, okay? This is Resident Evil 2. Like, Birkin, all that shit is still there. What makes Resident Evil 2 so strong is that you started as a classic horror game. You're in you're in back alleys, you're in streets, you're doing sure. all this stuff. But you end the game in labs, and you learn a little bit about Umbrella as you go through. Yeah. And they like it gives you the appearance of a benevolent company at first, but as you keep going through it, you find more and more experiments, logs. Yeah. You don't need the game beating you over the head with... Hey, hell, even Fallout moves on to, like, it's the Enclave, now it's the Institute. Yeah, yeah. Now it's the... They don't just make yeah, it... For that know. reason, there is potential in this because they don't have to focus so much on the Umbrella thing. But the fact that they're saying definitively these are Wesker twins yeah. means that this is probably going to be very Umbrella heavy. I don't come to Resident Evil for knockoff Matrix. Yeah. I think it's the best way to put it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I come here for the giant monsters. Yeah, I want Leon Kennedy uh, by the skin of his teeth fighting zombies. Yeah. And crazy monsters. Yeah, I yeah. want Claire trying to rescue this little girl, but there's a giant fucking mutated yeah. doctor guy... <laughs> Dude pulling up in a car and hitting a zombie. Yeah, saying, and he's, GTA, and he's running at her and his yeah. face is off to the side. And he's going, help me. Yeah. It's like, that shit is way more interesting than, yeah, Leon uh, Kung Fu fighting Wesker. Oh, the Amazon Prime vehicle is here. Uh, the Quarry has been announced by Supermassive. Uh, they are the Until Dawn uh, dev. They are releasing a game through 2K Games. Tunic is out. It surprise dropped on Game Pass. This is a game that has a lot more in common with Fez than it does Zelda. Check that out. Back to Elden Ring. Okay, so... <laughs> Uh, we talked about the patch notes a little bit. You can go look those up yourself. Uh, From Software has announced that in the first two weeks of sales, this game has already sold 12 million copies. Yeah, it's very high selling. They they sold 10 million copies of Dark Souls 3 in four years. No, this is a bona fide hit. Yes. Uh, so they've announced that this franchise, the IP, will expand beyond the game. Uh, so I'm assuming George R.R. R. Martin is just going to write a series of books. <laughs> Could you uh, fucking imagine if he I'm cancels us? Yeah, uh... He's like, he's like, you know what? I'm going to cancel a song of fire. Ice. I don't know how to end it. <laughs> George R.R. R. Martin is like, he's kind of like a hybrid George Lucas voice when you, when you do that. It's kind of, it's up in your nose. Uh, he's, yeah, so I don't know if that means like a, they're, they're optioning it to Netflix or what the fuck they're no, doing. No, I, I assume they uh, probably just mean that um, they'll either make like some comics or some manga <laughs> sure. No, honestly. Yeah, um, why not? Yeah, some random material. Or you could easily do some, some form of spin-off. Well, more games are uh, are going to happen. Yeah, that's not the question here. It's uh, 12 million copies in two weeks is like Animal Crossing numbers. And like uh, and reviewed well. and uh, Reviewed perfect by and, most people. And everybody uh, really likes it. Okay, so let's talk about it then. Okay. Uh, so Even I, you like it, Lee. Well, I like aspects of it and i will admit that it is as a from software game goes has kind of everything you would come to a from software game 
on top of an open world. Yeah. If you like the more linear dungeon-based experiences, those are in there. Uh, if you like the combat, it's the same combat. If you like, you know, it's all it's all there. Um, it's massive. What keeps me going is just like the variety. There's over, around every corner you're gonna find something. You find a statue. You click it. It points you into a cave. You go into the cave. You find something. You're like, yeah. oh shit, this is something I needed. Yeah. Uh, and then three hours have passed. The ta- the the time melting aspect of Elden Ring is insane. Yes. How qu- how quickly time passes while you're just exploring and constantly. Uh, yeah. Now on the flip side, you love yeah. you love playing. It. What kept you going was the exploration and discovery. What, what is keeping me going? Yeah. Yes. So yeah. on the flip side, for me, I do love that stuff. Absolutely, don't get me wrong. I think it's one of the strongest parts about Elden Ring. Um, where I go against that a little bit is going to be subsequent playthroughs. Just because of the actual player I am, I'm going right. to be like, I need X, X, and X talisman well, as right. soon as possible. Once you know something is somewhere, that kind of skews every... Yeah. You have the knowledge. Yeah, yeah. so this open world will be a lot more... Um, small. Yeah, smaller, You'll know what to avoid. Smaller yeah. and in a way frustrating because you'll constantly be in a state of, oh, I fucking forget how to get that thing. How do I get that thing? Got to look yeah. it up. You do all this thing and you're like, oh, now I... But to get there, I got to do this. But to get there, I got to do that. Yeah. So that's... It's going to be some of the frustration I experienced from this game, but that's just a personal thing I understand at that point. But what kept me going a lot of the time, um, especially in the second half of the game, because like I said, it's a lot more classic Souls-like, is I know you're not a huge fan of the combat, but I am. I, I love... It, the combat's like serviceable, but but they haven't changed it. Right, where I <laughs> I, sli- I slightly yeah. disagree with that in, in, in some respects. I think this is the refinement of all the Souls games. Not necessarily Bloodborne, that's a slightly different Well, beast. but the Spirit Ashes and, and like the, the Ashes of War and no, stuff like I, that. Like, you can get the Bloodborne dash, you can get... Right, I'm talking more specifically... It's all there. I'm talking more specifically the addition of uh, the stance breaks to open up for visceral attacks. The jump sure. attacks. Um, the addition of power stancing for dual wielding. Um, the The new refinement and streamlining as far as affinity and uh, weapon upgrading goes. Sure. Um, I think all of those are such a far above, as someone who's a fan of the Souls games, and I don't want the combat fucked with because I like the Souls, and people who play Souls games like the combat the way it is. You we, want the core combat to yeah, remain the same. because we play it for that reason. That's yeah. why it's so addictive to us in a lot of ways. Um, so I love those refinements it's, because it's, it's like it's perfectly satisfying. The sound, the sound design, the and it depends on the type of weapon you use. If you want, like if so, from my point of view, uh, we both did this. We found ways to farm ruins. Yeah. And overpowering yourself is when you're playing a Souls game, kind of part of it. Now you can be a purist and you can be like, I want to learn the boss. I want to learn their animations. And I want to, I want this to be challenging. Uh, and when you fight the earlier bosses, let's say in Elden Ring, you'll feel that. You'll be like, oh, that, that's a tracking move. I don't dodge until the last second. Yeah, yeah. Oh, if I get too far away from him, he's going to throw projectiles. I know this now. Uh, that's the beauty of Souls bosses. When you overpower yourself, you're going to take some of that away. So it depends how much that is important to you. In your case, you're like, I'm just going to get as much content as I can done. I can go back later and I can challenge myself. Yes and no. Um, the only reason I... So I went through the game very naturally up until yeah. about level 100. So, so the, the trick there is also that because the game is so massive, you'll end up in areas where you're like, can I hang here? Can I beat bosses here? No, I, I felt the progression of the game was actually very natural for the most part, as long as you're 
doing it in somewhat of the order that they'd like you to, which is Limgrave in the Western area, then Kaelid, then uh, the capital, then up there, right? Yeah, and there's a million options. I, yeah, I be... did that mostly in the order they requested because I never tried to fuck with bosses when I knew in was area I didn't try to fuck yeah. with. So there's I, subtle ways it tells you you're where you're supposed to be. Like when you pick up Golden Ruins, if you're picking up twos and threes, you're like, oh, this is like a mid-level. And then when you start picking up sevens and... Plus, you're like, oh, this is the end. Yeah, and then eventually yeah. you'll start receiving not even golden runes, but called lord's runes, which Whoa. are just like, I'm in very high level areas. But no, uh, the thing, the thing that, like I, like I said, I progressed very naturally to level 100. I never went on my way to rune grind. I very much just uh, killed bosses whenever I had souls on me. I always leveled up, and that's the thing about me. <clears throat> I never, I never have runes on me that I'm willing to die with. You know yeah. what I mean? I will always spend when I have them. So I went to level 100 very naturally. It was one particular area. Everything else I felt was very natural. And you can tell this is like, no, this is a kind of area that you maybe even do when you're done the, like the story. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's the area I'm like, okay, I'll get to 120. Then I got to 120 and the area was totally fine. I had no problems in it. It was the boss of that area that a video I showed sure. you earlier today yeah. of my fucking health bar. Just, just don't get hit. Yeah, I was like, I was like, oh fuck, okay, uh, I'm going to 150, and only yeah. reason I, like, 50% of that reasoning was because I was going to get that level anyway for PvP purposes because sure. of how PvP works. Yeah. So I was like, fuck it, I'll go to 150. Is there like an, un, a community-based soft cap for PvP? Or? There's there's a lot of like commonly agreed upon PvP levels. So for like Dark Souls three, for example, it's 120. Okay. Uh, for most people, but there are different sec. A lot of people like to play at 90. A lot of people like to play at 20. And like, it's like Pokemon. Yeah. Um, so Bloodborne <laughs> is very similar. Uh, yeah. The two top metas are 90 and 120. Um, but a lot of people agree for Elden Ring because it's such a large game. Uh, because there's so many weapons. Especially, like, you'll see, you'll see sorceries. You'll see uh, weapons that have, like, 50 strength, 68 intelligence requirements. Like, insane requirements that you'll need. Like, yeah. you, 120 just isn't enough for this type of game. Uh, so you went to 150. I did feel 150 was way too high for the actual main story boss, yeah. as I said. Well, obviously. Yeah, yeah I, I think I think it was just that one particular boss. It's like the difficulty spike for this boss is so high in comparison to everybody else. But they had to put that in there. Like they had to they had to assume someone like you is coming along at 150. And yeah, like, let's, let's fuck with him. A bit. Yeah, every Souls yeah. game has like the one super boss, if yeah. you will say. Some of them have two, but like You'll dark a weapon. Yeah. <laughs> Dark Souls 1 doesn't really have one. You could say Ornstein, Smog, or Manus, kind of. But Dark Souls 3 has uh, Nameless King or Gale. Um, Dark Bloodborne has Orphan Akos. But this one has one even harder. So I always Akos. liked uh, the way the status effects uh, work in Souls games in general are very unforgiving. And they expect yeah. you to prep. Uh, and I like that, that you that you, for the most part, if you over-level yourself, you can brute force a lot of the main part of the game. Yeah. But then you end up in a lake of Scarlet Rot, and you're like... <laughs> I well, went through that fucking yeah, area. My, my, my fucking <laughs> 600 uh, swing on my Great Axe is not going to help me fucking get melted yeah. in the Scarlet Rot. Like, I like that, which is... People have mixed feelings about it, but then again, there's just go do something else. They and it's, do a, make, and yeah. it's a small area for two seconds. If you get through it, you never have to go yeah. through it again. Sort but, of thing. but being overleveled offers uh, something else, which is you don't... You, mm. You're rewarded for your effort put in. Yeah, yes, but you also are somewhat uh, carefree and invincible at that point where you don't care about dying. Uh, you're strong enough to kind of just sprint through areas, which is how I like to play a Souls game most of the time. I, I do that low yeah. levels anyway. Uh, I, yeah, well, exactly. But when you're when you're over leveled, you can do that. You can push even harder that yeah, way. Yeah, the game um, is a lot like what I think you're trying to say is these games are a lot more fun, stress free. 
yes, and you also find that without the stress of taking a hit, let's say, in just a, a medium-level boss fight, uh, that you actually find yourself getting hit less. That the stress is being taken off of hitting that time do uh, dodge, yeah. and you just find yourself actually just being better at the game. Yeah. Uh, it's easy for me to say because my stamina bar and health bar are like fucking to the edge of the yeah, screen, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, but but I find that with all Souls games, and there's been an exploit in every Souls game to overlevel yourself, uh, even like glitches that they later patched out and stuff like that. Bloodborne had one, etc., with a uh, item duplication. Oh glitches. no, Bloodborne is come town. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> there's a there's there's a chalice. This is really yeah, a come chalice. Yeah, this is yeah. a really. Uh, this is how the podcast will end. So this, send us off. Okay, this is a really yeah. dumb thing. But how chalice dungeons work is they don't actually load in any of the physical aspects, but they will load in the data. Sure. But they don't load in any of the, in the data. they don't load in any of the actual physical aspects until you're within range. Sure. Anyway, you go to this particular chalice dungeon that someone created. All yes. right. It has a bunch of curses on it, so you have one HP. Yeah. But because of that, all the enemies in the area drop a fuck ton of HP. There's a hunter way off in the distance, okay? He spawns okay. on a bridge. But like I said, he does not spawn physically, but his data is there. There's a pendulum that swings there. Yeah. If he was physically there, it would knock him off the bridge, and that's right. it. But because it's just data, the pendulum keeps killing him. So you walk out of the room, you stand there, it kills the hunter, you get uh, 90,000 blood echoes. You go immediately back two seconds, reload the area, come back, do it. You can get 2 million blood echoes in about like 30 minutes. Question. Why is it called a cum dungeon? Because the chalice code, uh, the chalice code is C U M M M M F P K. Okay, <laughs> I guess yeah, because it, well, it keeps coming. You keep coming back. No, and it, no, yeah. it's just the guy that looked at it is like, ha, ah, come. Uh, I like games that have uh, user generated content. Like Little Big Planet used to do that, where it's just like, hey, you want to unlock a trophy? Just enter this level and do nothing, and yeah. like you'll just be yeah, exactly, again. exactly. Yeah, uh, that's fun. Yeah, so that's a, that's a famous exploit. But Elden Ring is yeah. something very similar. Oh yeah, but it makes you work for it. You do have to get somewhere. You do have, you to, have get to get to the area. Something. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, but if you do, you can uh, exploit the shit out of it. Yeah, there's a cr there's a crow that's been killed probably eight billion times by all the players on yeah, the planet. Yeah, and then once you have certain uh, weapons, you can even do a better grinding spot, which is in exactly the same fucking the same area. Spot. Yeah. yeah, which is just a bunch of like Yorotano boys. Yeah. Yeah. Yoko Tano? Adorable uh, cartwheeling boys. <laughs> yeah, who's the dude that made uh, Nier Automata? Yeah, Yoro, Yoro, Yoko Taro? Yeah, that yeah. fucking... Yeah, yeah. That, oh, the, the, the uh, what do you call it? The yeah. big mask yeah. thing yeah. he wears? Well, yeah. it kind of looks like those, I yeah. guess. Yeah, yeah, Just kill all of them. So, next time, uh, we'll see if Nick can finish Elden Ring. I doubt it. Uh, but we're going to talk about specific bosses. We'll talk about specific experiences. Uh, side quests that we liked. Um, yeah, there's like two of those to talk about. Yes, two side quests, <laughs> two major side quests. Uh, it's going to be like mostly bosses, I think. It, it was interesting though, and it kind of it speaks to Elden Ring is that you had beaten the game, and I said, "Hey, I know about this the part with the crow and that and that grace." And as far as I knew at that point, you didn't have that grace. You didn't know that er that particular area. Yeah, I was like, "Fuck, I never went yeah. to that." Area. But that's my fault because no, if, but like, so you're 90 hours in, and I'm 20 hours in, and I'm telling you about something. You you're like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Yeah, and I'm like, "Oh, there's a guy." So there's two ways to get to that area. There's the guy with the mask, and you're like, "I killed that guy." I'm like, yeah. "Well, no." To be fair, yeah. that's because I ignored the very first NPC quest line yeah. of the game, and then when I finished the game, I thought this dude had nothing to offer yeah. me. 
So I'm like, I'm dummy well, him. So the funny thing is that he doesn't give you a quest. You just talk to him and, and, and you fuck off. And then later you just happen upon him at a church. No, you need to use the three... Uh, you need to use the three fingers he yeah, gives. but he gives you those in the middle of the lake. Like, if you don't go there, you don't see him. Like I know, I'm just saying. Yeah. If you, you gotta use those three things. So I'm wondering with this new update, if you talk to him at the beginning of the game, that after he moves to the lake, you'll see his NPC thing at the lake. And you'll be like, oh, why is he there? And yeah, I would yeah. hope so. Because that's the thing is, I'm, I'm in a state in my current game right now yeah. where I'm like... I don't know where all these NPCs are. Yeah. You want to keep him alive, though, because that's the easier way to get to that area. Because you, uh, he gives you a medallion when you're all done his quest uh, that warps you to, like, the foot of the, the yeah. area. Like I gave, and then you just backtrack. Like, I gave some random lady the Valkyrie prosthetic, and she's like, sure. thanks, I have an arm now, sick. And then I'm like, <laughs> okay... Yeah, and then I've it. never seen her again. Yeah, that's the anyway. That, but that, but in Eldering, that could also be the end of that the could quest. also. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, at Iceberg Podcast is us on Twitter. Leah at iceberg.com is my email address. Uh, yes, we were in person today. Uh, I don't know if that will be every week, but uh, that will maybe be the loose plan. Nick hopefully comes back to talk more Elden Ring with us and some Horizon with me. Uh, for myself, Liam, for Reed, thank you as always for signing up. Look for that Resident Evil episode before the next regular episode of uh, Public Beta Podcast. And thanks for listening. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's it. There isn't any more. That's it. Sound check. Sound check. Chaos. Chaos. <laughs>